and welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Chloe Bellchamber, and on today's episode, I'm direct messaging Head of Affiliate Marketing at Glass Digital, Virginia Rizzi. We'll be discussing how affiliate marketing has changed during the pandemic, how it shapes up to influencer marketing, and Virginia shares her predictions for the industry in 2022. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, Virginia. Hi, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get started. <laughs> me too. Where are you joining us from today? Um, today I'm actually in the office, which is um, uh, the first time we've been we've been in the office this week uh, in a long time. So it was nice to see everyone. Um, really nice. So um, we are based in Nordist um, of England, Newcastle. How exciting! It must be so nice to be back in the office. And yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, as you may or may not know, we like to kick off every episode with a round of quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, question number one, work from home or work from the office? Um, half and a half, if it's a, it's a good answer. <laughs> of course, we love hybrid working. <laughs> Disney or Pixar? Pixar. LinkedIn or Twitter? Um. Mm. LinkedIn for work, Twitter for gossiping. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, more money or more free time? More free time. Mm-hmm. Casual Fridays or bring your pet to work day? Oh, bring your, bring your pet to work and it ends on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cruise the Caribbean or see Europe by train? Um, see Europe by train. The Obamas or the Kardashians? Oh, that is a tough one. I said the Obamas. <laughs> uh, give up snacking or give up TV? TV. Affiliate marketing or SEO? Uh, affiliate marketing. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one for you, I think. <laughs> and finally, are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Mm-hmm. Me too. Well, I love that. Um, to get us started today, Virginia, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role at Glass Digital? Yeah, so as I said, my name is Virginia. I've been working at Glass Digital for three years and a half, and you know, I've been in affiliate marketing for nine years now. Um, Glass Digital is a, an agency that covers different, um, different channels, so we have SEO, PPC, um, pay social, Outreach, a bit of um, really everything. But personally, I adopt the affiliate team where we do a little bit of influencer within it as well. And I manage um, different campaigns in key sectors between fashion, travel, finance, um, home and garden. Lots of industry there. Very exciting. Uh, So when breaking it down into really simple terms, how does affiliate marketing work? So affiliate marketing is a type of performance-based marketing and um, it works um, in a very simple manner. If we think about like the further, basically, or um, what happened in sales, so you introduce, bring a business and the person who introduced the business get a commission on it and affiliate pretty much work in the same scales. Um, online, basically. So we need three parties. We need a group of like, affiliates, which are different size third party sites. We need a brand. And then in the middle, there is a track, track provider, technology provider that connect basically those sites 
to our brand, um, the, the brand we promote, and um, and when those sites bring traffic uh, and conversion, we reward those sites for um, for their work they've done. Basically, mm-hmm. is um, is very cost effective because what we do, we track all the conversion spending, and we only pay out the commissions to the affiliates if. It, sales is validated so if um for example someone is shopping online for different um kind of item of fashion he wants to try the moment return a few of them we will then validate the conversions after the returns so for them the clients it's not much budget to spend ahead it's very cost effective mm-hmm. yeah i love that i think that's like one of the great parts about it right is that you're only paying when a sale is made so I want to know, has affiliate marketing taken a bit of a dive during the pandemic because so many consumer shopping habits have changed and changed back? Um, I would say um, no, on top of my head, in, in a way that um, we've been quite lucky that our clients actually seen a big increase in sales over the lockdown and over the past um the past year um but obviously um it's badly affected um retailers um like the hospitality in particular or the travel sector but overall globally um affiliate has seen a 10 percent increase and um which was quite good to see because it's, we are a little bit of a niche industry so we will be able to kind of like showcase a little bit what we can deliver um which was really great there have been different um things that happen within um online shopping so we've seen perhaps like older generation shopping online for for the central the over 50s with even um, people that were kind of loyal to like certain stores and visiting the stores have been shopping online so that's new customer for us we also seen the increase of click on collect so people shop online but then collect to the store so it's been quite good to see um and in, like more demographics shopping online we also seen um, customers getting savvier and savvier and looking for deals or reviews. I think um, all of us have more time, screen time. Um, therefore, if you wanted to um, purchase something, we put more consideration into it. So we've been kind of like reading for product reviews, compare different products review, but also look for deals. So increase a little bit. The actually not quite, um, not a little bit, quite massively. Um, the the customers we 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 got, which is was quite good to see. <laughs> Absolutely. So, can you talk us through the different types of affiliate marketing campaigns and what they might each look like? Um. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to to say that any site can be an affiliate as long as we could integrate an affiliate like a link on their site. So if you think in that perspective, it opens up so many opportunities. There are um, what we call um, the traditional the traditional campaigns around vouchers and cashback sites. So what we do, we approach different voucher course sites. We said, oh, would you like to kind of like promote our client's brand? Put a voucher in there. What happened? Customer, go on the voucher course site, click on it, get the voucher, complete a purchase, utilize a voucher, and the commission goes back to the vouchers. But we also um, work also with the cashback sites. So the cashback is worked in a similar manner, but the cashback goes back to a customer rather than going through a commission to um, the actual site. And over the lockdown, we've seen more and more um, charity sites working on the cashback model. So you can buy online and then your cashback is donated to a cause or to the NHS, which was really good to see. 
those are we call traditional um kind of like campaigns because I think everyone knows about voucher and cashback and I feel that is often associated to it but there's so many things that have been kind of like um raised in the past few years so when I started in affiliate nine years ago it was pretty much all vouchers but now we have lots of opportunities to work with publications publication affiliate link they do a guide on byproducts or we work with comparison sites we can do some CSS so it's basically Google shopping through affiliate we can do product reviews and they're also like tech technology affiliate that quite interesting that help us to the target the customer if they abandon the site so i think there's so many different things we can do to, to affiliate at the moment so there are loads of different campaigns yeah it's awesome to hear that it's grown so much mm -hmm. as an industry since starting that's really awesome to hear but like any kind of marketing, it's really important to be able to adapt. So I want to know what are some strategies to help businesses adapt their affiliate marketing if consumer trends continue to shift? Um, yeah, of course, we, within affiliate, we like to plan ahead and then have a clear kind of like um, promotion calendar. We have some key dates that are like quite obvious, like like Friday generally sales where we, we, we know that perform particularly well for affiliate and we know we learned for the past couple of years that those seasonalities like change like, and they're not as we used to know them in, in a way that because so many things have changed so I like to think that we need to focus on the key aspect to make sure that we continue to um kind of like perform well and then last minute if you think if it makes sense in a way that we do have long-term plan and goal for the campaign but we also have quite quick to understand what's going on so we would like to um focus like on the news and what's happening just make sure that we have that kind of like visibility or any changes that they, that happen but also any times anything to shift like the weather for example so we are really worried about spending any budget in tenancy on a sunny day because we know people will not be online that much and buy online we, so i think that's really important thing to, like, to focus on be really aware of what's going on in the world not just within digital but overall the news and then i think we um is really important to focus on demographic which is the second key point so what we learn that if we have for example um some stock that we need to shift we can kind of try to target different demographics to buy this certain products we like when a website got a different a different variety of categories of products so if we feel we are a little bit stagnant we can kind of target any customers that are slightly different from the core demographics with demographic which is really exciting so there is a change in, in demand of what, what happens so i think we, we need to be don't know exactly the demographics but also the product that the, the, our friends sell really well so we know that we can get a little bit creative perhaps if you go on the site in the fashion side you can find items that can be useful they're over 50 and some use for my much younger generation so i think it's matter to be creative and maybe build a little bit of like expectation and then almost an internal like seasonality like the brand own seasonality to promote a certain product something around like Mondays or around PDs that um is, is good to be like quite creative with this kind of like um strategy and then we need to keep in close eye on the customer like behavior and how the shop and why they're not like on site when they normally are and just try to see if we can do any flash sale or anything that it can kind of keep us in control absolutely that's so interesting that you bring up you need to consider like the weather like mm -hmm. people aren't going to be online when it's sunny or um but yeah that's that's so interesting um and yeah i guess something really important to consider 
So I want to talk a little bit now about influencer marketing because almost 20% of companies spend over half their marketing budget on influencers. Mm -hmm. Is it common to integrate affiliate marketing with influencer marketing? How similar are the two? Um, they can both work on a performance basis. So there is, there are lots of affinity, affinities and we do uh, some activities, influencer activity within affiliate marketing. Often when we uh, we have a new brand coming on board, they always ask what are our plans and thoughts about our affiliate marketing. So they're really complementary. As I said, we can reward um, influencers for bringing traffic, and they they, they are really um, they useful to um, for us to kind of build brand awareness around um, those influencers. I think the main difference from experience between influencer marketing within affiliate and outside affiliate is the type of influencer we target. So while um, within influencer within affiliate, we still have a component of brand awareness, but we are really focused on ROI. Therefore, what we tend to do is work with nano macro influencer, which they have any an engagement that is much higher than certain bigger influencers. So I would say that it's very generic, but perhaps we have more, we have more, um, we, we see more return from nano micro influencer within affiliate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to know, is it easier to track your return on investment when you work with affiliate links and influencers? Um, it, it is, um, but to, um, it is a certain extent, I would say. Um, we tend to work and do like a mini campaign for where they found an influencer that has a blog as well. So what we do, we have a piece of content with a tracking link that is like, there for a long time. So it's almost ever, evergreen piece of content is always available because if we integrate an affiliate link within a swipe up or only link in the bio within Instagram, you have a very short um, spam. So um, perhaps customer go and see the post um, for the for the longer time, but we don't have a way to like measure why whether it drove a certain um, a certain conversion or it contributed to a sale. So we we tend to operate in that sense. So if we have a blog post, we, it's easier for us to measure the ROI. That's super interesting. So is it I? Um, follow a lot of YouTubers on YouTube, and if they have an affiliate link within that video, is that constantly running for like the entire lifespan of the video, and they can always they can earn commission, you know, five, ten years down the track yeah. from that mm-hmm. video? Wow, this is very valuable for us because we have one in affiliate link that can drive incremental incremental um, revenue. Um, from just one partnership. So it's really, it's really, it's really interesting and exciting for us to have partnership with YouTubers and, um, and bloggers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Now, speaking of, we're constantly seeing influencers use the swipe up links and discount codes on platforms like Instagram and YouTube to help promote brands and their products. Is there any benefit? I mean, I guess we've just answered it, haven't we? Is there any benefit in using one over the other? Um, I think they're both like, um, good as another in, in a way, but it depends where they are positioned. So as I said, in a story, this wipe up, is a very short life. Uh, I know that some influencers can put in their highlight, but it depends how much traffic the, the, um, the influencer received and how many views. So what we tend to do is just differentiate this type of activity per, um, social media. So for example, we know what works well in, in, um, in a YouTube video. So we will have a tracking link in there, but in a post, we 
perhaps utilize um, a voucher code so we can track how many times the voucher code has been used on, on a long term on a long term um yeah i think we, we kind of like decide a campaign ahead to see what the budget it is and what's the demographics i think um youtube youtube got a younger demographic than facebook perhaps so we, we kind of just trying to utilize um quite strategically the social media to make sure that we get the most views and engagement as well Depends. Certain influencers have more um, kind of followers on the social media than the other, so we we kind of just trying to um, utilize that at our advantage. Absolutely. Now, I wanted to ask you. Instagram recently came out with a new feature that they might be launching in the future, and that is an affiliate marketing feature within their app. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on this, and how does that affect you know agencies like you who are doing affiliate marketing externally? I, I think that personally, I'm always very excited when there's something new within affiliate marketing with a really set technology of features. So I'm really curious to see how plans out. I think it would be a good features to have for content creator because they will have the opportunity to monetize their content. So we probably come across to more and more influencer wanting to do affiliate marketing, which is great. And uh, it'd be good for them to be rewarded as well for their efforts. We always uh, make sure that any affiliate or influencer um, or content um provider, we, we, we can't do the award and the award for the work uh, they do for us. And then I think that would be absolutely great. Um, affiliate marketing as sub network as well that in the past they, uh, like skim links, they, um, they help smaller bloggers to monetize their content and they grew so much within the industry to the point that massive and uh, like prominent publications are utilizing like, um, those tools to monetize the content. So they could be potentially very good and huge. Um, as I said, the, the things I'm very concerned about is I like, make sure the content creator get awarded for it so that kind of like Instagram doesn't care, take a cut of the commissions. Um, other, um, things I'm a little bit worried about it is we tend to want a, a customer to come to our, um, to our brand sites. So I'm a bit concerned on the fact that we'll just shop within like uh, Instagram and they don't have the full experience of the brand. So maybe it would be that, a little bit detrimental for brand awareness, but it could be very good for um quickly sell certain items, um, but not so great. Maybe if you want to increase the basket value. So if you want someone, a customer to go inside, spend time in there and have a big, um, a big basket and kind of be more familiar with the brand. So um, I'm curious to see our plans out. Um, overall, we, we always be wary when in social media get too much power in a way. So we see that, like, for, for example, the cost of like um, Facebook ads at the moment that is quite expensive. So we just want to make sure that um, Instagram keep is fair for the brand and the, and the content producer. Yeah, you made some really awesome points there that I hadn't considered. So that's super interesting. Um, we've spoken a lot about affiliate marketing and what it can do for the merchant, but I'm curious to know what things are like on the other side. So aside from earning commission, what are the kind of benefits um, the affiliates have themselves? Um, yeah, of course, there is a monetary kind of like benefits of it. So um earning commissions on the back of it but I think it's like it's, it's really great for like niche influencer they have the opportunity to kind of um engage with a like, community so if someone for example like a, a vegan influencer will have um, will have chance 
perhaps to get more followers that are like in, interested in the certain like lifestyle. So I feel like that is, is good from like almost like a social and community um, aspect of it. That's for the influencer um, in particular. So it, we see more influencer that they like to um, pick and choose the brand they work with and become a brand ambassador. And I think it's quite good to see. We also seen over the um the past few few months as well that affiliates um uh, like change a little a, a little bit in a way that the, we've seen more and more like energized discounts, which has been really good to see. So like brand kind of um offer discount to a specific um kind of like workforce, which is, is, is really good or donation to specific cause. So we see it like a little bit of like useless, useful, sorry, affiliate uh, in, in that sense, which it was quite good to see. Definitely. Now we've spent some time discussing the ins and outs of affiliate marketing. How can a business tell if this is right for them? I think it's I that is a little bit of prejudice about like positive prejudice about affiliate that oh they are otherwise great and then it is cost effective but of course it, it doesn't work for uh, every brand of every product so what we look into when the ideal um affiliate um client for us it is um. A, um, um, a client, a brand that have a well-formed site. So I think SEO is really important. It's really important that the site is responsive, is quick. They are got useful, useful content, got good categories, a good selections of products. Those are the sites that, um, they're really great to work with because ultimately we try as an acquisition channel affiliates to drive more traffic on the site, but obviously the customer has to have a good experience to convert. So those are very key aspects to keep in consideration. We also need the sites to have a variety of products to have um, a different, and then it's be interested in engaging in a good stock level as well, because same again, we can drive lots of traffic on the site, but if there are not many products, the customer will bounce back and then perhaps don't come back. So we need something that the customer can can actually purchase where the customer can go and purchase and browse around and perhaps buy more products and come back. We also need the site to be um a little bit more established because sometimes affiliate works on on the back of other traffic because we can engage customer that navigates away. So we need a level a good level of brand awareness um in order to function. Um, I think those are like key um aspects uh, as well. Amazing. Now, Virginia, before we wrap things up, I want to know, what are your future predictions for affiliate marketing? Um, I think the biggest talk in the industry, it is about like cookie-less tracking and cookies. That's something that we've been um, kind of like discussing for the past couple of years, but more and more like network, the track affiliate have been kind of implementing plans. So I think we will eventually move away from a cookie-less track, from cookie tracking to be cookie-less, which I think is great because we will have responses on um, browser um, blocking the cookies. So I think it's something that will be... Um, 2021 would be the year where we, we kind of like overcome that, uh, that blockers. I also see more and more publication working on a filler basis. Um, for the similar reason, the will also have blockers to block, um, kind of traditional advertisement in, in, in a way. So we feel that, um, a filler could be a good opportunity for those, um, sites that maybe lost a little bit of like investment in traditional media to utilize a to monetize the content. As I said, when we have a, a product review on a site, it stays there. And then for the publication, they can really, um, generate, um, conversion, her conversion for a few years, which is good 
to see. And then finally, I think there will be more and more technology and, um, um, tech, tech affiliate, not just the traditional voucher cashback cycle, Python side, et cetera, but more, um, kind of like tools that will help, um, to convert. Um, so, and then the benefit of it. So we will have more and more like, um, technology that perhaps will help us to spot any voucher code fraud, but also to engage with the customer is navigating away and then improve overall the customer journey. And then it will be done on a CPA basis, which will be really good for, um, for brands they didn't have to invest a huge budget to for a tool that um but they can just work, um pay if it works and so that those are my prediction how exciting we'll have to wait and see if any of those come true over the next couple of years Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for joining me, Virginia. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or follow us if you're listening on Spotify. For the full rundown on affiliate marketing and our interview today, be sure to head over to the Giraffe social media blog for a recap. We've been Giraffe Social Media. You've been amazing. We'll see you next time.